Hi everybody, welcome again. I'm just signing into Discord for those of those of you on TikTok that um, want to ask a question. Just download the Discord question uh, app, and you can come over here and ask me a question here. Okay. Right. Let me just. There we go. Okay. Off we go. Evening all. Hope you're all well. Um, sorry, I'm a few minutes late this evening. I think I've just been doing um, just tidying up the office a little bit before I I clicked on. So we're live on TikTok as ever and recording it so Paddy can put it out on the podcast for me um, a bit later on for those that can't actually get to listen to it when we are going live. And um, for those of you that don't know, and I say this every evening, if you want to ask me a question, you can go onto the Discord app, set yourself up a little profile and then um, pop over to my Discord, and that link is in my bio, and then you can um, put your hand up in the lounge, join us in the lounge, put your hand up and ask me a question that way, okay? Alternatively, you can ask me a question on TikTok Live, um, but obviously I don't get to answer as many as I do on the Discord. Um, and you can go into a bit more detail on the Discord as well, um, because obviously on the TikTok Live you've only got so many characters. Okay, so I record this, as you all know, um, so I'm going to go straight into it. I've got a few hands up already. Um, so the first one is Daisy43. Daisy, whenever you're ready, what's your question? Hello, Hello. can you? I can, yes. What's your question, Daisy? Yes, I wanted to ask, because uh, I saw on the forum, on the children's forum, someone asked uh, if her father's not on the birth certificate, um, yeah. what, can they just go and register themselves? And I saw someone saying that, yeah, a parent that's not on the birth certificate can literally just call up a registry of um, office and get themselves on it without, no, without their mother knowing. Or yeah, so we, we, we addressed this last night, Daisy, and that's not the case as far as I was aware. You had to either get a court order, and chances are a court order would just give father parental responsibility. It wouldn't necessarily allow the birth certificate to be changed. Okay, oh, so that's not the case then. Okay, no, no I was just a bit well, worried about that when I saw that and the person saying how they can get PR and all that. So I was just, I wanted to confirm it because I wasn't on last night. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, pro no problem. Thanks for the question, Daisy. Okay, thank you. All right then, bye-bye. Uh, Jesse White, you are next on my list whenever you're ready. Like last time I was at court, I uh, asked for the hair strand drug test. Yeah. Um, he was actually lying to the solicitor and his lawyer about his previous charges and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the so the lawyer actually says that you need to have background reports. The lawyer said to his solicitor that he wants all the background reports on everything and drug tests. Yeah. Um, so the next hearing is on the 24th of October. Okay. Um, and he just got, like, when we were finished out of the family hearing, he got one feet out of the door and he started shouting, I'm not doing a drug test, I'm not doing a drug test, and caused a big scene okay. in court. Yeah. Um, can, can he refuse that drug test has even been, if the sheriff been asked him to do it? Oh, so you're talking about Scottish law, Jesse. But, um, so I'll, I'll give you the answer as if it was an English case. Have, has he been ordered to do the drug test? Um, well, the solic well the lawyer, the lawyer says that um, we are we're gonna have the background reports on. But has the... he been? But Jesse, so my question to you is: Has he been ordered to do the drug test? Is it in an order that he has to do drug testing? It was put down that he had to do it in an order. 
I think so, yeah. Okay. So if, I, it's, yeah. If, if it's in an order and he doesn't do it, then obviously contact's not going to go further, is it? Because the quarter of the view that he needs to do drug testing. So your question to me is, does he have to do it? Absolutely not. Nobody can force anybody to do anything. But if he's been ordered to do it and then he doesn't do it, he's not going to get any contact with the children. Does that make right, sense? Yeah. That, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so does it affect, like, will the lawyer just find that he is taking drugs if he doesn't do a drug test? Uh, no, no, that if he doesn't submit a drug test, then you insinuate that actually he didn't do it because he's not he's taking drugs and therefore he can't be responsible to look after the children. So it won't go any further. Okay. Yeah, so if he does do a drug test yeah. uh, and there is cannabis in the system, will he still likely get contact? Uh, well, that will depend on if it's seen, you know, how much, what the drug test actually says and if that poses a risk to the children. Yeah. All right, so just wait to see what happens first, Jesse, and then come back and ask the question then, I would suggest. Oh, thank you very, right. very much. No problem. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, next on my list is Claire. Claire, whenever you're ready, ask me your question. Um. Yeah, I want you to help me. My brother um separated from his wife two years ago. Yeah. Um, they have one daughter together who is uh, seven years old. Yeah. And he has a son from a previous relationship who he has sole responsibility for. Yeah. Um, and he lived with, the son lived with them both. Obviously, the, the wife never had parental responsibility for her, yeah. uh, for him, sorry. They've now split up two years ago. Yeah. Um, they had a house together that they had a joint, have a joint mortgage for. And obviously, he's now living with our mother, with his son, and his ex, soon-to-be ex-wife and daughter are living in their joint house. Does he is he able to instigate her to sell the house uh, because obviously he's got another child to provide for as well it's not just their joint child that they have together so it, it's not as easy as saying yes or no because yeah. without knowing ages of children earning capacity how old the parties are what everybody's yeah. needs are okay so okay. we're going to be considering the needs of all the parties and what money we've got available really yeah, I think there's eighty thousand pounds in oh, no, the no, house. We, no, no, Claire, we won't, we won't go through it on here because okay. again, you you can't sort of give it to me piecemeal. I still won't oh, be right. able to okay. answer the question without a consultation. But I'm just yeah. sort of giving you the the overarching view that until we but know, there is a possibility that that they can sell the house. Absolutely, absolutely. There even is though she doesn't want to. Uh, yes, even though he doesn't want to. It's also possible yeah. that it won't get sold, depending on what's yes, in it. Okay. okay? All right, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, thanks ever so All right, much. Thanks, okay. Claire. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, so a couple of questions on TikTok. Um, what's a consent order? A consent order is a financial order. It's just um, agreed because it's by consent. So it's not made by the court. Um, so in other words, it's not a financial application that you've made and at the end of it, the judge then makes the consent order. It's just, uh, sorry, the financial order. It's just done via consent. So that's what that is. Another question on TikTok was, I'm still married, but the house is paid for. Um, I've left the property. Am I entitled to share of the house? Absolutely you are. If it's a matrimonial asset, then yes, you are. Okay. Um, James Rose, you are next on Discord. What is your question? Hi, can you hear me? I can, yes. Hi, James. Hi, yeah. um, I separated from my wife um, seven years ago. Um, I have two daughters who are now 12 and 14. Um, in February, um, 
I lost, um, had some difficulties with them, um, and as such, haven't seen them since February. Um, I can't get any response out of the two, uh, the two daughters. And also my ex-wife is um, basically saying that um, my relationship with my daughters is not her problem and she's unwilling to assist in any, any help, you know, and in, in, in not convince them, but asking them to, to come and see me. Yeah. Um, and as such, um, I've now um, started to take this to mediation, um, which she, I think she's going to um, possibly go to, but be very sort of negative on, on access with them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am, I'm going to take it to court, but I just, considering the girls are 12 and soon to be 15, I was just wondering um, how, a, how a court would approach this and, and what their kind of view of it would be. Because um, even though um, they may get their grant access to see them, if they don't physically want to come and, and come out the door, um, I don't know where I stand with that. Yeah, so I think um, you're, you're cutting it fine with the 15-year-old, James, because typically the court won't make, or sorry, a child arrangements order won't apply once the child reaches 16. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, and by the time you made your application and actually got anywhere near to having a final order, you might find that she's ever closer to turning 16 and therefore the court mm. don't include her. Um, or they'll, they'll make the order, but it, it, it won't have any weight once she turns once she has her 16th birthday okay. with respect to the 12 year old obviously at that age her voice will be listened to um and you know if you don't understand why the children don't want to have a, a relationship with you then CAFCAS can do what we call a section seven <coughs> and a, a section seven yeah. report will be a report outlining the child's wishes and feelings and it may become apparent from that Section 7 report as to why she doesn't want to see you. And it could be that, you know, mum's fed her some garbage and you want to put the record straight and then the court might order some family mediation or what have you. Um, so that's essentially what, what may happen. Um, but it will depend um, typically on why the 12-year-old doesn't want to see you because the other, the other challenge you have is that at that age as well, we're not going to be forcing children to, to see their father because once they get to sort of 13, 14 with the greatest respect in the world, they want to spend time with their mates at the weekend as opposed to the parents, <clears throat> you know, and ultimately it's not their fault that parents split up. So, you know, I think a lot of children then are made to, to have to compromise their weekend because they've got to have one weekend with mom and one weekend with dad when actually they just want to hang out with their friends, you know. So whilst so he, yours are at a good age, James, to communicate, they're also at that age where they're going to start to vote with their feet, you know. Yeah. So who, who, would, who would order a Section 7 to be done then? So the judge. So at the first hearing, okay. um, you know, if they thought it was helpful, they would, they would order a Section 7 to be done, yeah. Okay. And if someone refuses to do mediation, is that looked upon as a questionable thing at court? No, not really. Um, so mediation is a voluntary process. It's not compulsory. Um, and whilst the courts like parents to at least try mediation, if someone doesn't want to do it, that's fine. You know, it, it's been attempted. It wasn't considered appropriate for whatever reason by the other party. So no, it, it won't be frowned upon. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Thanks, James. A um, couple of questions on uh, TikTok. So somebody said, if dad is on the birth certificate, does that mean the child has to have um, the father's name? Um, no, they don't. You know, the parents can choose whatever name they want to. Can have father's name, 
mother's name or a double barreled name. She doesn't have to have the father's name, okay? Um, when is a section seven done? Um, well, generally, if it's found to be appropriate, it'll be ordered at the first hearing. And typically, CAFCAS need about four months, but it depends on where they are in the country. But usually, we'll wait about 16 weeks for a section seven report to be completed. Okay, so you know they're not they're not quick reports, and they are quite detailed. Um, Aisha, you're next on my list. Whenever you're ready. Hi. Um, I just wanted to ask a question. Really, is um, my son's seven now, but he's under a special guardianship order, um, and basically, I've done significant changes. I believe. What do I need to go about trying to get him back, and if I can? And what's the success rate of uh, SGO being revoked? Uh, they're quite low. They're, they're quite low, and 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 I'll I'll explain, Aisha, not just only for yourself but for others that are listening. For an SGO to be made, which is a special guardianship order, um, things have to be pretty bad with the parents. You know that it has to be a real concern. The ch the child is at risk for whatever reason. Because the courts don't like removing children from their natural parents because, you know, it's not really in the child's best interest. So the situation has to be pretty grim for an SGO to be made. And then, of course, because it takes a while to get an SGO and lots of evidence has to be tested because the court don't make that decision lightly, um, it's then difficult to overturn. Because what the court will see is that once the SGO is made and the child then lives with the other family member or whoever it is, they need a period of adjustment, just time to settle down. So I certainly wouldn't be taking it back to court any sooner than three to four years after it's been made. And then as you say, Aisha, if, you know, if you've let a significant time uh, period pass, you then have to show exceptional circumstances. You then have to show that whatever was happening before in order for the SGO to be made, it certainly isn't happening anymore. All right. So they're really hard to overturn. If I do, sorry, if I do have the proof and that, and it's been like hitting nearly three, three and a half years, three years, would that be in my favour or would that just be like, oh, that's not enough time, if you know what I'm saying? No, no, I think three and a half years is enough time. It, it, it's, and when you say when you have the proof, it's not about having the proof, it's about convincing the court that the reason the child was removed in the first mm. place is, is no longer a concern. And you would evidence that by, you know, whatever that concern was, by eliminating that concern from the court's mind. All right. Thank you so much, my darling. You're welcome. Thanks, Aisha. Um, couple of questions on. Oh no, I've answered that one, haven't I? Um. Oh no, can't see any questions there right now. Sorry, uh, Lucy. I'm going to invite you up on Discord. Hello, um, so me and my ex-partner have a house together um, and I've always paid the mortgage and he's paid everything else. Yeah. We've since split up and um, he's cancelled all the bills and is refusing to pay his half of the mortgage and is trying to force me to sell. Right. Is that um, allowed, basically? Well, if he's not, he's not living there anymore, Lucy, is that what you're saying? He's not living there anymore, yeah. no, but he's still on the deeds at the moment. Yeah, so... The, the court see mortgage very much like rent. So if you've got exclusive use of the property and he yeah. has decided that he's not going to live there anymore, then yeah. if you cannot afford to stay there and pay the mortgage on your own, and obviously you don't qualify for, say, spouse or maintenance or financial help from him, 
then he yeah. would probably succeed in an order for sale, yes. Because okay, he, he I can afford the property on my okay. own. Okay, that's um, fine, yeah. Um, it's just the case of that he wants to sell and get the equity, but is refusing to pay the monthly mortgage payments while he's not living here. Okay, so, well, that's a slightly different question because you can afford to pay the mortgage, but he yeah. wants his share of the equity now. So now the yeah. next question I would ask you is, can you afford to buy him out? Yes. Okay, we'll then put that proposal to him. If you can afford to buy him out and he doesn't want your money, he wants somebody else's, that's a bit ridiculous. And the okay. court, under those circumstances, probably won't give him an order for sale. Oh, okay, perfect. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Bye, Thanks. Lucy. Bye-bye. Um, someone on TikTok has asked, am I good at driving offences? No, because that's criminal and I do family, Okay. Damo, you have to download the Discord app, um, create a little profile and go from there. Um, Simon, I've just invited you up to the stage, so whenever you're ready, ask me your question. How do I change my daughter's name? You can do that via a C2, uh, C1 application by sending it into the court if dad isn't in agreement. Yeah, query about my brother was unlawfully killed um, back in May and... Um, the police investigation is still going on at the moment and we've searched for a will and can't find the will and I'm having to go through probate. Um, but his daughter is 14 and he had split for years from his ex-partner. They were never married. Uh, she's the mother of the daughter and she wants to contest probate um, thinking that she should be the one doing it. Um, is she allowed to do that and where do I go to try and stop her doing it because without um, saying too much she's probably not a, an upstanding member of the community is okay. the best way of putting it. Yeah sure um, so the honest answer is Simon I don't know because that's outside of my area of expertise so I specialise in family and that really is wills and probate but what I do know is right. that she may be challenging the will um, because he, uh, she has the child of that person. Do you know what I mean? And that child yes. is definitely able to contest the will. Because they're under 18, they would then need an appropriate adult to help them with that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest to you that, that the child can challenge, um, but how they do that, I don't know. I'm sorry. Okay, no worries. Thank you very much for your help. All right, you're welcome. It. Thank you, Simon. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Joanne Hopkins, you are next up. I'm not sure what happened to Samantha. Oh, you're back on, Samantha. I'll call you up again. Joanne Hopkins, what's your um, question? Um, basically, my um, husband's ex-partner has got a child arrangement order saying the children live with her. Um, there wasn't a contact order put in, but we had a private arrangement and she's now stopped contact. Can, yeah. What do we do? Would we need to apply to vary it or apply for a new child arrangement order? You Well, so so you have got a child arrangements order in place at the moment? Um, that they live with her. Okay. With but, but they have contact with you? Yes. It, well, she stopped it now because yes. we've raised concerns with social services because they're being neglected. Okay. This so, isn't the first time. So <laughs> you're, you're going to make an application to enforce the existing order using the C79 form? A C79? Yeah. So what you're and saying that, to the court is we were given an order um, that yeah. allowed us to have contact. We're no longer... No, 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 no. That It didn't have... that. There was a no contact order. 
Because uh, basically it was in a time when me and my husband were going through a rough patch and we split up. So, so Joe, you, you don't have an order that gives you, you no. or your husband can't. Okay, no. well then you're making a C100 application. It's a C100. Even, yeah. though, even though there's an order saying that she has it, we're not, we don't apply to vary it then. We do the whole no, you, you, new no, order. Whole new order. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. C100. All right, lovely. Yeah. All I right. Want to know. Okay, thanks, Joe. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, Samantha, I'm going to invite you up. Sorry, you, you, you both, you and Simon came up together and then for whatever reason it threw you off the stage. Um, but I've just sent you another invitation, so whenever you're ready. Um, I have a child arrangement order with my ex-partner. Um, yeah. Everything was fine and my child made an accusation that um, she'd been hit. Um, so ever since she's refused to go with him. He's now put an order in for enforcement. Um, it's due back in court soon, but I'm just wondering. She's only three, so I don't think they'll take what she's saying into account. No, no, they won't. Not really. She's far too young, so she wouldn't be able to articulate exactly what happened. What, what, what Was that your question, Samantha? So what happens now? She refuses to go. Does do I have to force this? At three, she refuses to go. Yeah, I think at, at yeah. three, she's a little bit young. Um, you you wouldn't force her, but you'd certainly be encouraging her and persuading her to I, go. I, for... Yeah, I I still turn up to the contact. I yeah. encourage. Yeah. Um, but just she hides behind me. She cries. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, eventually, um, it would, it, you know, you, I would like to think that she'd get used to the routine. And unless there's any welfare concerns, you can't really stop that contact. You've just got to keep encouraging it and make it a really happy thing that she's excited to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right, you're welcome. Thanks, Samantha. It's difficult, isn't it, when your child doesn't want to do something, but... Uh, the example I always give to parents is, obviously I'm talking in the situation where there is no welfare concerns, okay? Um, if it's just that the child doesn't want to go, would you, if your child didn't want to go to school, let them stay at home? You know, we've got to find a way to encourage them and get them to school because that's in their best interests. Well, having a relationship with the other parent is also in the child's best interests, as I say, unless there are welfare concerns. So the fact that the child doesn't want to go, especially at that age, at three, she should really be, um, you know, in encouraged. And, and sometimes that's difficult, but being a parent's not easy, is it? Let's be honest. Um, Dolphin Lady, you are next up. Um, I'm actually asking on behalf of um, a 19-year-old mum. She's currently um, split up from her husband after four weeks of marriage. Uh, he keeps changing um, the plans in regards to baby seeing mum, mum seeing baby. Um, there's been um, abusive texts and threats made towards her um, and then getting told that no, she's actually safe to still go to the marital home to, to visit baby. Um, but they won't allow baby to go and visit her at her mum's house. The father has filed a C100 um, and it wasn't after until she filed for a mediation meeting that he's actually acknowledged about the C100 and given her the information because all he's put on the form is her contact number. How old is so baby? Eight months old. And why is baby with dad and not mum? 
because when they split up, um, it was late in the evening and baby was asleep and mum felt threatened to left because she was she felt unsafe. Right, and how long has baby been with dad? Um, so that that would be coming up to about seven weeks now. And in that time, mum hasn't made an application. So mum has actually asked dad for the child back and dad said no? Yeah, um, it's not just that as well. Um, his his mum sort of pulls quite a lot of strings. So she has more contact at the moment mother-in-law than she does with dad. Um, dad has a new girlfriend and has moved new girlfriend in and they've only been dating five weeks. They've only been separated eight weeks, nine weeks nearly. Okay, I mean, it, it, if, if I can be honest with you, it all sounds very dysfunctional, okay? Um, it, you know, to, to, to leave after four weeks of marriage and anyway, we are where we are. Um, I, I think that what um, she, she probably should have done immediately upon dad refusing to give her the child is make an emergency application for that child to be returned to her. And I think she should still do that, okay? So she should use the C100 form and she should ha have that child returned to her. However, you do... But can she still apply for a C100 even though yeah. the dad has done it and they've got yeah. a hearing on the 10th of October? Yes, yeah, she can. Because at the moment, the only application before the courts is dad's. So she needs to get her application in as well. Now, okay. she, she should file. So a couple of things she can do. Dad's filed a C100. She can file, in response to Dad's C100, a C1A. Have you got a pen? Write this down. C1A. Yes, okay. she, she should file a C1A. That's in response to Dad's C100 application. But she should also do her own C100 application and have, have it joined to his so that both applications are heard on the same day. And that will be a return of the child to her. Now, what I would say is that it's, you know, anything sort of over two to three weeks, generally the, the court will say, right, well, let's just leave the child where, where they are at the moment. Um, so she may struggle now to get him back. Yeah, see, the, the, the issue that we have as well is, like, obviously, Dad works full-time. Um, right. So Grandma is looking after baby well, whilst he's in full-time cat work. That will go in her favour then, because the child should be with the mum and not the grandma. So that will go, okay, that will go in her favour. But she really does need to be seen to be being proactive, okay? In other okay, words, she's got to, she's got to do she's got to do something. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to motivate her as much as I can. So yes. I know she's listening on your TikTok, so I know oh. that she would have heard this and she'll know what to do as well now, oh. so that's great. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, it's really hard, guys, but when, when you have a break in a relationship like that, you know, wherever the child ends up staying, ultimately after the separation, even if you think it's on a temporary basis, um, it, it, it can turn out to be a more permanent arrangement because the court just don't want to disrupt the children. You know, when the parents break up, that's enough disruption. So, you know, for all of you out there thinking of leaving, if you think that the children are going to be better off with you, then don't leave them behind. And I know that can be really difficult sometimes because you're trying to flee domestic violence or maybe you just have, don't have anywhere to go and you think, you know what, let me go and sort this out and then I'll come back for the children. Um, it, it can be difficult to get them back, 
okay? I've had plenty of female clients. I've got one um, female client where she hasn't seen her daughter for years because she thought she was doing the right thing and it's heartbreaking. We, are, we will eventually get contact again, but it's, it's been a long road for this lady. Um, and that's one of many, many cases, okay? Um, Mammy, I have asked you, um, if I, sorry, invited you up to ask a question. So whenever you're ready. Um, if finding was made, you have the child back. I can't afford legal representation. Mimi, you can do it yourself, okay? Please know that you can do it yourself. Watch my videos. Most of my videos are geared up for people who can't afford legal representation. The main reason I started TikTok and Instagram and um, that we put so much stuff out uh, social media wise is because I'm not here to help people who can afford legal representation. I'm here to help people who can't. People who just don't know what they're doing or um, just need some guidance as to what they're entitled to. So many people don't even know what they're entitled to when it comes to you know, a financial settlement. So I'm here to help those people. So my videos are geared up. I'll tell you what forms to fill out. I'll tell you the procedure. I'll tell you what to do, okay? Um, just go through them. We, we try and categorize them now because there's so many and we try and put them into a finance category, a children's category, a divorce category. Um, and of course, if you come onto Discord as well, um, we've got forums on here. Hello. Hi, yes I can, what's your question? Yeah, um, I've, so I've looked through your child um, playlist on TikTok. However, yeah. um, I'm just wondering um, if a father is seeking contact and the mother is accusing them of drug abuse or domestic violence, what evidence would they need to prove that in the court? So they wouldn't need any evidence to prove it. You make the allegation and then you ask the court for a direction that father disprove it by supplying a hair strand drug or alcohol test. Right, okay. Yeah. Because it's difficult to prove it, isn't it? If someone's doing drugs yeah. or they're drinking, they're not gonna turn up to court high or um, drunk. So you, I think what the, you have to look at it the other way. So turn it on its head and what you're saying to the court is, could I please ask for a direction so that the court will order that father do mm -hmm. hair strand drug or alcohol testing? And would and what would be um, with the accusation of domestic violence? Well, domestic violence, you're going to make allegations. So you're going to tell the court what's happened and what, you know, you know, all the incidents of domestic violence. The court will then give the other person opportunity to answer those allegations. And then if the court feels it necessary, they will have what we call a fact find hearing. And they will then determine which of you are telling the truth and which of you, you know, can they believe the allegations or the response to allegations? Does that make okay, sense? Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. No problem at all. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Mame, I'm taking you off mute, but you're still on mute. You've got to take yourself off mute. Shan Rogers, I'm going to invite you. There we go. So Shan's up. Shan's, what's your question? Hiya, can you hear me? I can, yeah. What's your question? Okay, um, so my question from uh, property with, with children involved. I currently have a home that I own joint tenancy with my ex-partner and I have yeah. my daughter with me in it uh, full custody. Yeah. He doesn't live in the house and hasn't lived in the house um, for about two years, but does not want to sell. I've now got a new partner, um, but he's saying he's not permitted to spend time in the house unless he pays the other half of the mortgage and he's also refusing to sell. Where do I stand? So ultimately, Shan, just let's rewind a little bit. How, how old is your child, first of all? 
She's five. Five. And were you guys ever married? We weren't, no. No, okay. Um, so you're looking for him to sell his share to you? Any any option, really, any for option. the house to sell privately and both yeah. go separate ways or for me to be able to buy him out, but you said he's not looking at either option. And, and, and what about you buying him out? Is that an option? Um, I can, but he said that he won't give permission for me to buy him out, so I'm not sure if I can do that without his permission or not. No, you can't do it without his permission, but that and that's the bit that I wanted to be clear about. So what you can now do is make an application to the court, and what you're saying to the right. court is he hasn't lived there for two years, um, I'm settled, I can afford it, um, I can afford to buy him out, he's refusing to sell me his share, um, and therefore, I want an order that says he signs over his legal and beneficial interest for a lump sum amount. And that lump sum amount will be whatever the value of his share is. And the court will give you that order because he's just being spiteful, isn't he, really? He's just being yeah, spiteful. Yeah, it is, it is about not wanting me to move on with somebody else. Yeah. We've clarified that that is it. And I've tried to kind of push past that and say what's best for our daughter, but yeah. he's not in a, in a place to hear it. So I wanted to see if it's something the court would would kind of hear out it's good to hear that you think that they yeah. might no absolutely and your case is pretty strong because well it's very strong because you have a child and that's that you know it's always the housing needs of the children that will come first so the fact that you have a child there and you know she's settled um and you can afford to buy him out absolutely the court will say to him well why not you know why why can't you're not going to live there you know you she you, you know you're not together anymore so why can't she buy you you out um, and he can't stay on that property. He doesn't live there anymore. So I yeah. think you've got a really good case, Shan. Just need to make that application. Okay. All right. And how do, I, how do I go about that? Is that just online, the application for court? Well, no, because you're not married, it's what we call a Talata application. So you, you do it under the civil procedure rules, which is slightly different to family court. Um, if you want to drop me an email, I can tell you how you do it. It's not as straightforward as saying, you know, complete a Form A. Um, it's a okay. di different rules that apply because you're what's called cohabitees. You weren't married. Okay. All right. Okay, that's lovely. Thanks so much. Thank no you. problem. Thanks. Bye. Right. Penguin, in the meantime, I'll come to you. What's your question? Uh, Hello. Two questions. I, thank you for taking the questions. First that's one right. is, I receive an £8,000 car allowance and currently at the financial settlement stage and her solicitors are now challenging the fact that I should share that car allowance, even though it is a company benefit. What? Say that again? That's weird. So I receive, yeah, I receive an £8,000 a year car allowance. Yeah. I drive a 7 Series. The point is that is taxed at £8,000, so 40% comes off that. Yeah, yeah. Her solicitors are contesting that that is a benefit to me which should be shared. Well, it is a benefit in kind... But my God, we're getting down to the wire if we're arguing about £4,000. It, it is, mm. like, technically, it is classed as a benefit in kind, isn't it? Um, but Yes. Because, but, I mean, do, it, does it need to be included in a financial... Is that the only thing that's stopping this, this um, financial order from, from, from finalising? Mm. No, that is one of the challenges they put back to oh, okay. to me. Okay. There is a two million pound pension pot which is being resolved, but this is right. something they're now contesting. You're absolutely right. It's come down to these very, very small amounts of money, but this is the level of contesting that I'm getting. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, legally, I have to be honest with you. It is a benefit in kind, and therefore it's an asset. Right. 
Um, but if we're if we're looking at two million pound mortgages, oh, uh, sorry, pensions, no, uh, sorry, pensions. pensions yeah. yeah, beg your pardon. I certainly wouldn't be um, challenging the other side over four k and half of that, which right, is two okay. k. But there we go. Uh, the second one is uh, ongoing spouse maintenance. Yes. So um, I, I plan to retire at 55. Yeah. Uh, likewise, she will retire a month after and receive her pension, which equates to about £3,500 a month net income to her. Um, am month? I then responsible sorry, for Sorry, uh, did you say... On... Did, did you, was that a month, did you say? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Would yeah. I then be uh, responsible ongoing... To continue to pay her past her 55th birthday when, when reasonably she would be mortgage free, car payment free, to all the children are grown up uh, of, yeah. of age where they're not, you know, classed as young adults, they're now over the age of 20. Yeah. Um, am I then responsible for ongoing maintenance as spouse? Is, is, this, a long, is, is this a long marriage? Yeah, 37 yeah. years. Yeah, so I think what, what you need to be suggesting to the court. First of all, spousal maintenance is based on need. Okay, so yeah. it, it's a payment that's made if the other, if the spouse needs it. What you're looking to right. do, if it's a long marriage, is equalise income upon retirement because it would be right. unfair yes. if you have already done a pension share, and yes, then you end up paying her spousal maintenance from your pension when you when you start to draw down on it that yes. that may not be fair so if i were you i'd be saying to the court look i really don't want spousal maintenance she's going to be mortgage free she's going to have three and a half grand a month she's going to be doing okay thank you can we please yes. look at equalizing income upon retirement that's going to be a way um, better option that's really really helpful thank you for answering my questions You're welcome. that's really helpful no problem thanks thank you bye, -bye. Uh, Damo, you are next up. How can uh, how can I want to avoid inheritance tax? Oh, don't ask me. I hate tax. I hate anything to do with things like that. You'll have to go and speak to an, an accountant um, about inheritance tax or a financial planner. I wouldn't have a Scooby-Doo, I'm afraid. Divorce, children and finances. I'm definitely your gal, but inheritance tax, I run for the hills. Anything to do with tax. I had to do a VAT return at the weekend. Oh, my God. It drives me insane. Um, Damo, I don't know what's happened, but you're you're not joining me. Uh, Fran B, whenever you're ready. Well, I, I separated from my husband three years ago, and I was the one that left because I wanted to just get away from him. Um, we're trying to get the... Finally trying to sort out the divorce and the finances. Yeah. I'm just taking his heels with it. And I keep trying to get him to get a valuation. I'm trying to do this the cheapest way possible because all of my money in the world is in that house. Yeah. Can I force him to sell it? I, I, I don't know. So, so you can't, but a court can. A court can give you yeah. what we call an order for sale. Yes. Um, I think the, the so, so that answers that question. What I'd yeah. be, what I'd be asking if I were you now, Fran, is what are your prospects of success? So and and that's where you really need to take the, the legal advice. So if yeah. you can afford to buy him out, if you can afford to then pay that increased mortgage ongoing. Um, so I don't live there. Oh, so so oh, yeah, I, see. I was the one that left. Oh, I see. So we've got a daughter, which fifty fifty. Yeah. She obviously lives there fifty fifty with him. Yeah. And I'm in a rent. I'm in rented at the minute. Okay. So they're the um, question to ask, and obviously I don't I don't want to answer these questions and disclose too much, but then the question to ask is, 
if the court give you the order for sale, let's say that generates 300,000 of equity and we divide that 50-50, is 150,000 each going to satisfy both your housing needs? Or let's say an order for sale that's going to generate 50,000. Because <coughs> what the court would say, it's not worth doing it if it's only for 50,000. You may have to wait until the daughter, until your child is 18. Okay. Right. So, so that's okay. how you'll be able to kind of roughly gauge your prospects of success. Yeah. Okay. Does that help? Uh, kind of. Not the, not the answer I wanted, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, Fran. <laughs> uh, thank you. All right, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Becca. Oh, let me try Damo first, actually, because I did try you before, Damo. There we go. What's your question, Damo? Hi. Hello. I, was just, I just wanted to ask a question. Um, I've got a 10-year-old daughter who I've had non-stop contact with whenever I wanted for 10 years. Yeah. Um, but then, all of a sudden, her mum... Um, stopped contact last week. Um, I'm not allowed to see her, I'm not allowed to speak to her. Yeah. Um, my weekend visit of where she used to come and stay have been um, stopped. Um, she used to come over on a Wednesday and a Thursday for dinner. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all contact. Um, she sent me a message and just said, You're not seeing her no more. I've asked her why, and she's blocked me on everything. Um, I just thought I speak to my daughter on. Um, WhatsApp, but I, I, obviously I don't want to be asking my daughter questions. I'd rather go through a mem and ask her because obviously I don't want to bring my daughter into the equation of yeah. the, the, the problem side of it. So I just wonder where do I stand? I'm on obviously the birth certificate. Yeah. Oh, so I just don't know where I stand when it comes to the legal side of it now. Absolutely. So I think what you've got to understand, Amo, is that the, it's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents. Okay. So unless yeah. there is a welfare concern, she, being your ex, has absolutely no right to stop you seeing the child. So the first thing okay. you need to do is recognise that you have parental responsibility and therefore you don't need permission to make an application to the court. So you fill out the C100, download it, fill out the C100 and send that off to court. And what you're asking for is a child arrangements order, okay? Okay. But that, that's essentially your position. It's, it's your child's right to have a relationship with you. Yeah, because she keeps asking me on WhatsApp, when am I going to see you, Daddy? And it's, I'm just like, I, I all I said is, soon, babes, I promise you, because obviously I don't want to be saying to my daughter, your mum has said I can't see yeah. you. It's yeah. like, I don't want to bring it, because I don't want it to turn against her men or say, why can't I see my dad? I, I just got to try and lie and say, I'm working all the time, babe. I will make time for your friends, which makes me feel horrible. Yeah. Because yeah, I makes... used to see on a Wednesday and a Thursday for, she used to come up, we used to take her out or she'd come to my house for lunch. Yeah. And then I'd have her on like a Friday and a Saturday or a Saturday and Sunday and then drop her to school on a Monday and I'll, it's all stopped. Yeah. So I'm just... And, and you know, deep down, do you know why mum stopped it? No, it was just out of the blue where um, I dropped her home and then she just, out of the blue, closed the door to my face. I had a message saying, you're not seeing her no more. Um, I'm not sure if... I know she was getting into a new relationship, um, so I don't know if anything to do with that. She had said it before. There was a time where she kept my daughter away from me for, I think it was about a month. And then out of the blue again, she's actually saying, you can have, you can have my daughter, you obviously can have our daughter um, on the Saturday, but I want her back by 10 o'clock on a Sunday. 
And now at this time, though, she blocks me on everything. She said, you know, I'm no contact. And that's it. I'm just I'm stuck. You know what? Just make that C100 application. And, and I think when you when you fill out the form, you put as much detail as you can possibly squeeze into that box because that behaviour is appalling. It really is, yeah. my mum. Absolutely appalling. Clearly, that little girl wants to see you if she's asking you when she can see you. And, you know, it's damaging all of a sudden, especially... And don't get me wrong, Damo, I totally understand. And I think what you're doing is honourable in the excuse that you give your daughter because you don't want to, you know, run mum down. And and that's the right thing to do. But it's also really hard because what you're having to tell your daughter to try and protect her may make her feel that you don't want to see her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. She had messaged me for... Um, I was... I was actually at work and she texted me, she went, are you not answering me because you don't want to see me no more? Oh, so I so. pulled over the van straight away and I replied, I said, no, babe, I'm in work, so I'm so sorry. I will FaceTime you when I finish. And then I said, where, where did you get that from? And I did, I did take a screenshot of it and she went back, my mum told me to say it. And I'm like, why, I think, why would you even say that to a 10-year-old girl that her daddy don't want to see her? Yeah. And I'm just like, wow. It's, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, you do now. Get that C100 filed with the court um, tonight. Okay, you can do it online. Make sure yeah. it's, the, it's the family court nearest to where your daughter lives, not to where you live, if there is a bit of a distance, okay? Yeah, that's Brilliant. absolutely fine. Thank you very much. All right, Dama. Good luck. All the best. Thanks. Thank you Thanks. very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You know, that is such a lovely guy. Who wouldn't want a dad like that? And, you know, for, for, for mums out there, any mum out there, please, please, please don't do this. You know, unless there's welfare concerns, please recognise that your children have a right to have a relationship with both parents. Have you any idea of the damaging effects that it has on children? And, and how much that... You know, it ta it just it's clogging up the court system. It really is. That guy's now got to make a C one hundred, and it's going to have more court time. There's no welfare concerns here. You know, the court's going to have to put time in its diary to sort this out. When really, mum's just being a, you know. Anyway, Becca, you're next on my list. What's your question? Quick question. Um, just sort of want to know. I'll make their own mind up. My daughter's 12 and no yeah. longer wants. She's happy enough to go for the day to see her father, but yeah. no longer wants overnight stays. Yeah. No, that's, um, it's, it's about now. Becca, to be honest with you, uh, once they start senior school, um, it's about, which is sort of, you know, 11, 12, 13, it's about then that their views are listened to. Um, and it's perfectly normal once they kind of start to get into those teenage years that they actually don't want to do the overnights anymore because they'd rather be sort of in the bedroom on their phone chatting with their friends or whatever it is, you know, having sleepovers. So about now, um, and, and it's unfortunate, but I think I said to an earlier caller, it's not the child's fault that the parents have separated, so they shouldn't really be penalised from spending the weekends how they want to spend them. Do you know what I mean? It's difficult yeah, for the parents, but that's it, the reality. It's sort of been a, sort of a build-up now for, like, the past year, so... He has, he has regular contact weekly, um, yeah. but it'll be like a week he'll not turn up or a week he won't contact or oh, a week he'll rest far too late yeah. or a week he'll like sort of text half an hour before he's meant to get her saying he won't be here. Yeah. So it's sort of built up where, so my daughter and I obviously has started senior school, 
and has made a new group of friends and would rather obviously spend the weekend with them than yeah then go and spend the weekend with her dad. Yeah, and, and, and that's absolutely fine. And I think if he was to make an application to the court, ch chances are the court's just going to give, um, you know, daytime contact, if I'm honest with you. Because she's at an age where, as I say, she wants to do other things. That's great. That, yeah. That's all I really needed to know just okay. before no I sort of proceeded any further. Yeah, Thank you very much. Fine. All right, Becca, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Um, so Tina Lewis, um, it is the court nearest to where the child lives. And the reason for that is that um, we, if the Section 7 report is needed, then it's going to be the local CAFCAS that do the Section 7 report. So we want the CAFCAS local to where the child lives, okay? So if, the, for example, the child lives in Birmingham, but the parent making the application is in London, it'll be transferred up to Birmingham Court if he makes it in London, all right? So nearest to where the child is. Uh, Natalie, you are next up. Yeah, hi. Um, hi. Basically, um, I've had to stop contact. I am that mum. I've had to stop contact. There is a welfare concern. That's different then, yeah, that's fine. Uh, well, basically, what happened, it was a domestic abuse relationship. Yeah. I, um, but to keep things as amicable as I can, I um, allowed him to, into my home for three years um, to see the children. He come every night. He had yeah. dinner. Yeah. I couldn't have kept it more nice, yeah. you know. Um, and then, obviously, as time went on after the, he started to sort of bring his anger back into my home. Okay. And, obviously, I got help through organisations and that, and they told me I had to put boundaries in place and yes. things like that, which yes. I did. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of where it all went wrong, really. He kind of... Um, he was having the children, not problem, at the weekends, once in the week and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But when I cut myself off, he then turned his attention to my 12-year-old um, and he began, he got really nasty towards me in a text because um, she chose not to sleep over there. She didn't want to sleep. Um, and obviously it then became my fault. So I blocked him on everything and then he proceeded to message her uh, quite a few, they were, well, they've been described to me as emotionally abusive. The girls thought he yeah. was going to kill himself sort of thing. So basically the children have support workers and all that sort of thing. I, they sort of told me that I have a duty of care to safeguard my children absolutely, from harm. Absolutely, you do, yeah. Um, which I'm doing. He's obviously taken me to mediation. I've only done one. It's a shuttle thing. Yeah. Um, and I've insisted, because obviously he's said that he wants them certain days and all this. The 12-year-old, she doesn't want to go at all. Um, she suffers real bad anxiety, like physically. Yeah. Like he texted her the other day saying, I'll be seeing you soon. And she messaged me immediately while she was at school saying, why, What? what's happening? And I promised her, like, I haven't arranged anything. Don't panic. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um. But even though we had all this going on, I even arranged outside visits because they weren't happy going to the home. They didn't feel safe. He'd shouted in her face and things like that. So I even did outside visits to try and keep that contact yeah. um, for him and for them. Um, but it has completely just broke down now and they won't go at all. Um, and so basically, um, the mediation I've insisted on supervised visits. Yeah. And I'm waiting for another one, but I've got a feeling I can't see how it's going to end. If you know what I mean, I, I can only see this going to court. Um, well, so my question really is, yeah, if we well, do end up there, yeah. 
what is the likelihood that they will force my children to go somewhere they really don't want to go? How, how and I do it, promise how, from the bottom of my heart, my yeah. heart, because I just listened to your one with that gentleman, the, yeah. the dad, and he sounded so lovely. Yeah, yeah he did, um, yeah. This isn't vindictive yeah. in any way, because if I wanted to be vindictive, I would have done it three years ago when yeah. I left, when I got kicked out and was very homeless. Yeah. Um, so it really, really isn't. But I'm concerned that they don't want to. How old are the children, Becca? You said one was 12. Um, how old's the other one? Uh, so one's 12 and the other one's seven. Okay. Um, so obviously the 12-year-old, her views will definitely be listened to. I think, okay. I think what you've got in your... Well, the first thing I would say is that you, you don't have to keep trying as hard. By the sounds of it, you've done more than enough to try and promote a relationship between the children and their father, okay? And my, my, my rant earlier was definitely not aimed at mothers like yourself. No, I know. I just feel I've said guilty. Oh, no, well, you, you mustn't. You mustn't because, you, you know, as I say, by the sounds of it, you're doing all that you can. Um, I, if I were you, um, Natalie, I would take your foot off the gas slightly if dad okay. really wants to have a relationship with these children and you've said no, because you don't actually feel that a relationship is in their best interest, particularly if the 12 year old has got anxiety, let him yeah, be the really one. she really does suffer. Yeah, she so, does. So let him be the one to take you to court. OK, let him make the C100 application. And when you then get there, you can tell the court everything that you've told me now. Yeah. There will definitely be a section seven involved, a CAF cash report. And bearing in mind, this is this is all based on the fact that he's actually going to make this application. OK, so a lot, yeah. a lot of times they don't. But if he does, there'll definitely be a section seven involved. And once all this domestic violence comes out and once all this anxiety comes out from the 12 year old, there's every chance that all he's going to get is supervised contact. And, okay. you know, my experience tells me that sometimes when it's, when it's dads who actually are aggressive and they're a little bit controlling, they just want things done their way, two hours once a week supervised, they just walk away from it. Honestly, they, they yeah. just walk away from it. So I would take your foot off the gas a little bit. You, you, you've done all that you can based on what you've told me. And and just put you know let let dad take take the lead on this one if if he knows if he wants to have contact with the kids he knows what he can do he can make the C one hundred yeah. application. Okay. All right. You'll yes, be fine. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, good luck, Natalie. Thank you. Bye bye. Oh, thank you. Bye. Um, and of course that was completely the opposite to Damo. You know, there we've got a lovely lady who's actually done her damnedest. You know, she's upset, she feels bad. The kids or the twelve year old has got anxiety. Completely the opposite to Damo's ex. You know, Damo's a dad looking to get contact. Uh, and unfortunately not being able to have it. And that father who's been given, I mean, to be invited into the home, she was cooking him his dinner every, I mean, for goodness sake, it's just, it's extreme, isn't it, family law? It, it's just so black or white. Anyway, there we go. That's why we love it, I suppose. Right, guys, um, there, it's seven o'clock. That hour went really fast tonight, actually. I can't believe that hour went so fast. Apologies to those of you still with your hand up, but I am back, as you know, tomorrow, Wednesday at six o'clock again for another hour. So please join me then. Um, until then, I hope that was helpful, guys. I hope that you all got something out of that. Um, and for those of you that asked the questions, I hope it helped. Um, take care of yourself and see you back here on the Discord at six o'clock tomorrow. See you later, guys. Bye.